Hertel felt his swollen lip with his tongue and looked out the window at the grieving angel as they passed by. There was a cluster of people and cars and a backhoe up ahead. And as they rolled to a stop, Hertel could see that they were exhuming Mr. Frosty's funeral barge. His guilt was now redoubled in recognition that his own actions, burying Mr. Frosty and his travelier on his own property, in obvious violation of some county ordinance or zoning law, had precipitated this rather excessive SWAT response from the authorities, and that he, therefore, was directly responsible for the trauma visited upon Virginia and the future as they emerged into the world. The guilt lodged in his throat and lingered as the cruiser coasted to a stop. He could see Kay in the back of the other car. Her shoulders were square, her head held high. He knew this pose. She was praying. The deputy got out of the cruiser, slammed the door, and approached a knot of deputies and SWAT guys standing a short distance away, near what appeared to be an army tank. They were talking amongst themselves and would occasionally look back toward Hertel, who watched as a hazmat-suited person lowered himself into the shallow pit with a square-blade shovel. Hertel had lost track of time again. He was almost positive it was the same day he'd gone to Costco and gotten all the sunglasses. And Kay and the other woman came to talk to him about the casino. But so much had happened that he kept thinking that much more time had passed. The tasering had evidently energized his copper slivers, which contributed to his confusion. The car door opened and he was invited out. The deputy helped him out of the car and led him over to the excavation and the archaeological party. Hertel recognized one of them. He had visited the grave of the police dog. And Hertel remembered that they had a very pleasant and wide-ranging conversation. The group was looking down into the pit expectantly. Most of the dirt had been cleared away, revealing the scratched and scarred roof of the Travelier, where a hazmat suit stood and then called up to them with his professional appraisal. It's a trailer! Hertel addressed the group. Well, of course it's a trailer. What do you think it was? It's why you're here, isn't it? They all turned and looked at Hertel. It's Mr. Frosty's trailer, and his ashes are inside it, in an ice bucket along with all his other stuff. And if there's some law against burying dead people's ashes, which I don't think there would be since people are always dumping ashes out in the ocean and out of airplanes and stuff, I don't see why this would be any different. So just write me a ticket and give me a fine or whatever. You don't need to do all this. Since he was still handcuffed, he thrust his chin at the tank and then up at the helicopter that was circling overhead. Doesn't this seem kind of excessive to you? The SWAT chopper was long gone and had been replaced by an action TV news chopper that was now orbiting overhead, beaming the event into the gaping maw of the 24-7 news cycle. Shaky aerial shots of people in a large pit, standing meekly in rows amid piles of glittering costumes and SWAT team members and their dogs, accompanied by the confident play-by-play conjecture of the reporter. It appears to be a large group of what appears to be people, well over a hundred by my estimation, possibly a thousand, in what appears to be an amphitheater of some kind. We're not sure what they've done, but it must be something serious based on the police presence and show of force. It appears they're being searched for weapons. Hertel addressed them. I mean, for hell's sake, where's your sense of proportion? All those people on Whisper Hill you yelled at and pointed guns at and treated like shit. For what? For coming up out of the ground like there's some law against coming up out of the ground? He stopped suddenly, struck by a thought. Are the casino Indians behind all this? Orban looked at Roy and Reuben, and then Hertel. I can assure you they are not. You are now looking at who is behind all this. He stepped behind Hertel and busied himself removing the handcuffs. You are the owner of this property, I presume, Hertel Daggett? Hertel Jr., yes. Hertel Sr. is dead. 
And we've met once before, haven't we? Yeah, you came to see your dog and we talked, and we had a very pleasant and wide-ranging conversation. Yes, I remember it well. Orban finished removing the handcuffs and then stood before Hertel and looked him in the eyes. We seem to have made a mistake, Hertel, and you have our sincere apology. You are free to go. Hertel rubbed his wrists, nodded at Orban, and then with complete and unmistakable sincerity said, Thanks, and, and nice seeing you again, too, and then took off in a sprint in the direction of Whisper Hill. <laughs>